Welcome to Aiming for the Moon. I am Taylor Bledsoe, and on this podcast, we will be collaborating with Joanna, the creator of Thumbs Up Concepts. Aiming for the Moon interviews interesting people from a teenage perspective. That's right. And today we will be interviewing Colonel Kim K.C. Campbell. She served in the Air Force for 24 years and completed over 100 combat missions. Currently, she's a keynote speaker. So here's the interview. Welcome, Colonel Campbell, to the interview. It's great to have you here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So your nickname or your fighter call sign is KC for killer chick. How did you get that? Like, how do you get Air Force call signs? That's a good, good story. Good question and good story, both. Um, so I have been a fighter pilot in the Air Force uh, for 24 years. And the airplane that I flew was called the A-10 Warthog. And it was an attack airplane. And when I went into my fighter squadron on day one, I was the only female in the fighter squadron. And I was just one of 43 female fighter pilots in the entire Air Force. And so I was a bit of an anomaly um, and a bit unique. And so the call sign killer chick just seemed fitting uh, for me being one of the only female fighter pilots. Now, how we get the call sign, uh, it's, uh, um, it's really a rite of passage after we prove that we're mission capable, meaning that we can go to combat and fly in combat. And uh, then it's a big ceremony to get the name. And uh, lots of stories are told. And in the end, you come out with your call sign. That's, that's awesome. I've never really heard much about that. I find that really interesting because you, you'll see that sometimes with a lot of uh, former military. Thank you for your service, by the way. Thank you. It's been a good ride. Um, So speaking of your um, time as a fighter pilot, what was the fighter pilot mindset and has it changed over your time as um, a fighter pilot? I think what is unique about a fighter pilot mindset is there's this constant focus on improving yourself and getting better and being willing to try new things, being willing to put yourself out there, get outside your comfort zone to make mistakes and even to fail. And so we have this environment of trust where in training, we're gonna push ourselves, we're gonna try things that are hard and then we're gonna debrief it. We're gonna come back in, we're gonna talk about it and we're gonna figure out where we did well and then where we have some room for improvement. And by talking about those things and taking those lessons in, then we learn from those mistakes we have an environment of trust where we're willing to, to try new things, to improve ourselves, to get better. Uh, and I think that's one thing that's it's really stayed consistent over time. I think you'll find that fighter pilots from World War II and Vietnam and then the current wars will tell you that that is a pretty consistent focus for us is to always strive to improve, to get better. And sometimes that means that you make mistakes and you fail along the way. So that great advice. Um, what? So you've been in a lot of crazy, unique, rare situations. What was it like having to make life or death decisions in the face of, well, life or death decisions? Yeah, life or death decisions in the face of fear, right? It's, um, I think all the training and everything that you do leading up to those moments is what prepares you for those difficult moments. And for me, Um, My moment came in 2003 when I was flying my A-10 over Baghdad 
and it was hit with a surface to air missile. And I immediately lost control of the airplane. Uh, I wasn't able to do anything. I mean, it was just plunging towards the ground out of control. And in that moment, I had to do something if I was going to survive, even though I was afraid, even though there were so many things going wrong, I really had to focus on getting that airplane under control. And so I relied on my training. I relied on all the preparation I had done leading up to that moment to make the decision to put the airplane in our backup emergency system. My other option was to eject out of the airplane, which probably would not have gone well for me. And so it was really just the reliance on training and preparation to face those fears, to make those decisions in that critical moment. So I'm I'm curious because I don't think we hear a lot about fighter pilots and the training that goes into that. Could you tell us a little about that? Because as a civilian, all I know is that fighter pilots, they go fast, they shoot things in the air. That's all I know. Could you kind of enlighten us on what it is to be a fighter pilot and more of day-to-day and what it takes to be one? It's incredibly rewarding to be a fighter pilot. And my job specifically in the A-10 community was to provide support for our troops on the ground. And so my role was to get them home safely, right? To get them home to their families. And so we did a lot of training to make sure that we were experts in that field. I mean, we wanted to be very good at what we do because lives were on the line. And so we go through fairly extensive training programs. And part of that training, I think the one thing that makes us different, which makes us experts in our field, uh, and I think you'll find this with experts and you know athletes and firefighters all across the board, is we have deliberate practice and purposeful practice. And so one of the things that I think set me up for success is this idea of preparation, practice, and then planning for contingencies. So we have to prepare, right? No matter what we're doing in life, we want to prepare by doing our homework, doing the research, knowing the data. And then you take it a step further and you practice, you run through whether it's, we call it chair flying in the airplane, uh, in the flying community, which means sitting in a chair and thinking through your mission. It can be called visualization or mental representations. There's lots of ways to think about it, but it's actually thinking through a mission before it happens. You think through those radio calls, all of the difficult things that you might face so that you're prepared in the moment. And then you take it the next step and you plan for contingencies and think about those things that could go wrong. Because it's really good to focus on a positive outcome and think through that. But if you can think about those things that might go wrong in your mission or life, then when you face them, you've at least thought about them. You've had a little bit of time to think about what you would do in that moment. And so I think that's really what sets experts apart, not just fighter pilots, but experts apart is that purposeful and meaningful practice. So it's really interesting. It it seems to be, it's framed as fighter pilots are in the moment thinkers, they're fast thinkers, which I'm sure you guys are, but it's also about planning. It's always about the planning and it's more about relying on the training before you have to think in the moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those moments are can be life or death. They can be very time critical where seconds matter. And so you have everything leading up to that has to prepare you for that moment. All the training, all the preparation, you know, all the discussion and the debriefs, everything that we do leads us so that we can face those critical moments in training or in combat. Colonel Campbell, you've clearly loved your career path that you chose at such a young age. 
what through the ups and the downs, what's kept what kept you going um, with your career as a fighter pilot? Um, so there were a lot of ups and downs along the way in my path to becoming a fighter pilot. I mean, there um, I, to start it off, my whole plan in life was to go to the Air Force Academy. It was all I wanted because that was how I thought I could get to become a fighter pilot. But when I applied to the Air Force Academy on my first attempt, I was rejected. I was told that it's a competitive process and I, you know, I just wasn't good enough, um, that there were other people that were more qualified than me. And that was really tough. I mean, to face that rejection and know that I had worked so hard for something and still didn't get it. And so I wrote to the Air Force Academy every week telling them that I still wanted in, that if somebody turned their appointment down, that I would be ready to go. So much so that I was ready to show up on our initiation day where everybody shows up. And I was just going to be there standing by in case somebody didn't get off the bus, if they changed their mind. But facing that rejection early on was hard. But that rejection and kind of getting past that really helped me in terms of this idea of perseverance and not letting your dreams just go away. You have to work hard at them. You're going to face rejection. You're going to face failure. And so how you overcome that is really important. And there are multiple times throughout my career where I face these uphill battles and challenges. And when I look back now, I think those challenges, those difficult moments really made me a better person, a better leader, a better wife, a better mom, because of all the challenges that I faced along the way. Um, but yes, I absolutely love what I do. I love, I have loved flying the A-10 and supporting our troops on the ground. And uh, I really couldn't ask for a better job in service. That is incredible. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you. Yes, thank you. So I'm going to start wrapping up with our last two questions. We could talk to you for hours about all this. This is very fascinating. But our last two questions are, Number one, what books have had an impact on you and why? So um, I actually have this book right here. So it's Brene Brown, Dare to Lead. And what I love about Brene Brown is she's very authentic. I mean, uh, she talks about the importance of being true to who you are. And I've had a lot of leadership experiences through my time in the Air Force, not just leading A-10s and men and women in combat but also leaving, leading thousands of airmen, um, military and civilian personnel in locations around the world. And one of the things that I've really learned through all of that is this idea of being authentic to who you are and also being vulnerable, right? Being Having the freedom to kind of share who you are as a person and connect with people. Because I think when you can connect with people and take the time to really get to know them, they feel valued in an organization. And I love how Brene Brown talks about that, you know, there are going to be fears that you face when you are vulnerable and when you open yourself up to risk and uncertainty and connection, but they're so worth it in the end. You just kind of have to take that leap of faith to open yourself up to be vulnerable and to make those connections with people. And so I love her book. I love her podcast. It's uh, absolutely fascinating the other book I would say is uh, I really uh, like Simon Sinek's books, uh, Start With Why. It talks about, you know, finding your purpose and your passion and the meaning for what you do. And I think that's something that has really driven me throughout my career. You know, my purpose and my passion 
really turned out to be supporting troops on the ground. And that's why I loved flying the A-10. And then when I had my final flight in the A-10, I kind of had to rethink, you know, what was my new purpose and my new passion? And I went on to go to the Air Force Academy to teach our next generation of leaders. And I absolutely found my new purpose and passion, which was mentoring this next generation and sharing the lessons. So uh, I think Simon Sinek and Brene Brown both have several books that are very good and talk a lot about leadership and being true to who you are. Great. We'll definitely have to check out those books. I'm interested by Simon Sinek and some of his writing. So our last question is, what advice do you have for teenagers? So I think when I think about what advice I would give, part of it goes back to something that I would tell my younger self or that I wish I knew, or maybe I just wish I listened to that people probably told me and I didn't listen to at the time. And that's don't be so hard on yourself. You know, don't expect you're going to get it absolutely right the first time. I think we have this fear of making mistakes and failing. And when we do that, then we're, you know, we're less likely to try new things and get outside our comfort zone because we want to be perfect, right? We want to um, be respected. We want to have the support of our peers. And so I, I put a lot of pressure on myself to get things right, to not make mistakes and not fail. But, you know, the truth is we all fail, right? We will all make mistakes. And so it's kind of having that courage to fail, to make mistakes and put yourself out there. Um, you know, I, I think for me, especially being one of the only females and the only female in my fighter squadron, I put a lot of pressure on myself. I put a lot of pressure on myself because I didn't want to, and these are my own words, I didn't want to ruin it for all the women that followed me. That is a lot of pressure. I mean, that's a lot of pressure that I put on myself. It's not pressure that anybody else put on me. I think when you start something new, you always have to prove yourself. You have to prove your credibility. And so I finally learned that when I got into my fighter squadron and all the guys there just wanted to make sure that I was credible in the airplane, like anybody. And did I make mistakes along the way? Yeah. But a lot of it was people looked at how you dealt with those mistakes. You know, how did you deal with failure? How did you deal with mistakes? Could you just learn from it and kind of own it and say, yep, I made a mistake. I'm going to learn from it and I'm not going to do it again. And so I think it's important that we don't put so much pressure on ourselves to be this perfect person that doesn't make mistakes, that doesn't fail because it's pretty much close to impossible. And so it's really about how you react in that moment. How, how do you respond under pressure? How do you respond in failure? And I think that says the most about who you are and what kind of person you are and what kind of leader you'll be. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting because we've heard that advice a little bit before, but I don't think it's as widespread as I think it should be. Um, it's interesting. People talk about learning to be yourself, which is great advice, but making mistakes is also a part of learning to be yourself and owning up to them. That's the big part of that. Everyone makes yeah. mistakes. It's owning up to them. That separates yeah. people. So, yeah, and, it's, and don't get me wrong, like, uh, you know, I, I've, you know, I've had a 24 years of the Air Force. I've had a lot of time to keep retelling myself the same advice. I mean, it's hard. It's really hard to do. And so, you know, I have these moments now as I go out into a new career of public speaking and writing a book. I mean, there's still that fear of trying to get it right. And I have to remind myself of the same advice that I'm telling you. 
Uh, it's something that I think we continually have to work on to continually work at to be good at. Um, but it's it's hard and we just need to learn to not put so much pressure on ourselves. Well, thank you so much, Colonel Campbell, for coming on. You shared all of this great advice. You talked about the books that had an impact on you, talked about being a fighter pilot and everything else we covered in between. It was awesome getting to talk to you. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. I'm impressed. You guys do such great work. It's been really fun and you made it easy. So if you're a longtime listener of Aiming for the Moon, you've probably noticed that Maddie isn't here. And that's because we're doing a collaboration with Joanna, who is the person behind Thumbs Up Concepts. So Joanna, introduce yourself. What do you do? Who are you? What's going on? Well, I'm Joanna. I'm the creator of Thumbs Up Concepts. I do everything covers from consulting to design, and I also direct and create trailers. Yeah, and that link will be in the episode details of this page. So now into our discussion. Joanna, what did you think of Colonel Campbell? Well, I absolutely loved her. She is amazing. Everything she's done from the highs and lows of being in um, a exploding aircraft. Um, yeah, everything she's done, just completely inspiring. It is very inspiring. I found it so fascinating to learn about how fighter pilots plan before their missions. I always thought that was something that the bomber pilots did. Um, I never knew that was also something that fighter pilots did. I thought that was quite interesting. I hadn't heard that before. Yeah. So her books were interesting. Start with Why and Dare to Lead. So I'll definitely have to check those out. And last but not least, the most important part, advice for teenagers. So Joanna, what did you think of the advice? Her advice was on point. Um, I hope she inspired, she definitely inspired me and I hope she inspired your listeners out there too. Yes, she definitely inspired me at least. I thought it was interesting because not a lot of people talk about um making mistakes and then how the real character is getting back up and seeing how you deal with those mistakes and failures. That was quite an interesting concept that nobody really ever talks about. Yeah. So um, notifications now. Ba-ding! All right, Joanna, where can we find you? Well, if you are a future author or entrepreneur, you can find me at thumbsupconcepts.com. I'd love to work with you. Yeah. And that link again will be in the episode details or the episode notes, depending on your podcast app. As for Aiming for the Moon, check out our website at aimingforthemoon.com. We have Maddie and I's bios. We have the guest pages. Um, We have other episodes. If you want to check out the episode on our website, we have merch there. So definitely go check that out. We also have our email there. If you want to send guest recommendations or just tell us how we're doing, whether that's Horrible hate mail or happy rainbows, whichever one you choose. Then we have our Instagram and Twitter at aiming the number four moon. So follow us there. We post more of day in the life kind of stuff. It's quite interesting. So I think that covers everything. Joanna, do you have any parting words? Um, Not much. Just don't forget to set your sights high. And aim for the moon. <laughs>